Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shehebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shehebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren, and may they only share in Simachot for the entire family. Amen. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Sam Dome, in honor of the rabbi. Today's daf is being studied by Lunishmat Baruch, the Fa'ir ben Miriam, and Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem began Eden. Amen. We are going to begin today's daf. Just with an introduction, uh, we learned in yesterday's daf a statement of Abayeh regarding Kileh Kerim. Just to review, Kileh Kerim is when one crossbreeds either a vegetable or wheat next to a vine. That is considered Kilayim and therefore it becomes Asur. So the Torah says obviously one is not allowed to eat the product of Kileh Kerim. Nor is he allowed to have Hana'ah. The Gemara's Hiddush in the name of Abayir was that regarding Kileh Kerim, one will get Malkut if he had Hana'ah, even Shalokederich Hana'atan. Even if he has the Hana'ah in the not normal <coughs> fashion, still one is going to be liable. So to that, the Gemara brought a question. Well, the Gemara gave a reason for that. My ta'ama, mishum delo behu achila. Because since by kelea kerem, the word achila is not used, so therefore it shows us that hana'a is asur even not in the normal way. Because the normal way would be eating it. Since achila is not written by it, so it teaches me what? That hana'a is asur under all circumstances. That being said, the Gemara says metibe. And we'll start from there. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines from the bottom. Metibe Isi bin Yehuda Omer Isi bin Yehuda says, "Minay lebasar bechalav shu asur." How do you know that basar bechalav, a mixture of milk and meat, is going to be asur? Neemar kan ki am kadosh ata. It says by basar bechalav, I'm Israel's considered am kadosh. Neemar lehalan. It says in another place, ve'anche kodesh tihunli. That's referring to the law of Basar Terefa. Ma lalan asur, afkan asur. Just like we know that Basar Terefa is asur to eat, so to Basar Rehalav is also asur to eat. So that teaches me Akhila. How do I know that Basar Rehalav indeed is asur as well? Bana'a. Amar Kavahomer. The Bible says we can make a Kavahomer. Uma orla. Ola is the first three years of a tree. The fruits are asur. Whereby the planting the tree, you didn't make an avera. And still what? And still the result, the product is asur. Because when you cook basar b'halav, clearly the Torah says, So clearly the actual cooking is 
asur as well. Enodin she asur bana, or the most of the product, meaning the milk and meat mixture, is going to be asur bana. So basically, the way Ishi ben Yehuda learns the isur of hanaa of basar bechalav is from a kavachomer from orla. Comes Gemaran says, ma le orla. Sheken lo aita la shata kosher. I can tell you no. Maybe orla is more strict, and the reason why it's asur because it never had a time that it is permissible. Meaning, the second the fruit comes out, already it's considered orla. It was never mutar. Tomar be basar bechalav sheken aita lo shata kosher. However, by basar bechalav. There was a time where it's permissible, meaning when it was basar alone and halav alone, it had shata kosher, it was mutar. So therefore, maybe the fact that the humrah of orla is that it did never had shata kosher, that's bringing the deen of isur So the Gemara says, wait, hamis bapesach yuchiyah. That cannot be so because hamis bapesach will disprove that. Why? Because even though Hamet does have Sha'at Koshet, meaning before Pesach, Hamet is obviously Mutar and still Asur Ba'ana'a. So therefore, obviously that is not the reason why Orla is Asur Ba'ana'a. So the Gemara says, no, Atayya Hamet is different as well. Ma'al Hamet Ba'Pesach Shekhen Anosh Karet. Yeah, the reason why Hamet is because it has its own stringency. It is has a, a punishment of Karet. And since it has a punishment of karet, that's why I tell you it's asur banaa. Tomar be basar be halav sheeno anosh karet. But sheikin basar be halav, the punishment is not karet. Therefore, maybe it's not going to be asur banaa. So Gibran says no. Kedai akerim yuchihu. I go back to kedai akerim. Kedai akerim we saying is isur banaa sheare in sheen anosh karet. Doesn't hold a karet penalty. Asur banaa. So therefore, basically the Kalva uh, Homer is reinstituted. Which means now we can still make a Kalva Homer from Orla. And don't tell me Orla never had Sha'ata Kosher because Pesach never had, the Pesach had Sha'ata Kosher and still it is Asur And even though Pesach has Hametz is Karet, but that's not the item because Karet doesn't have Karet and still it's Asur Therefore I can bring in Basar Baharab and say as well it is going to be Asur So basically that was the Limud of Isi ben Yehuda. Now we're going to bring back Isi ben Yudaz Limud and bring it as a question. So Gibran says, And if you're telling me, Abaye, that by Kil'eha Kerim, there's a special Humrah by Kil'eha Kerim, that what? That Isur Hana'a applies by even Chiloke Derech Hana'atan, Nifroch. We should have brought that to break the Kava Homer. And we would say, Which means, I would tell you, don't bring me a proof from Kedakerim. Which is, I can argue with you and say, Kedakerim has a Humrah, that what? Shekin Isurana'a, but Afilu Shilokederich, Hana'atan. So therefore, you can't learn from there to Basar, the Halav. So, so therefore, that's a proof or question against Abaye. If that was a Khumrah by Kerem, the Gemara could have used that Khumrah in refuting the Kalva Homid when it brought the deen of Kerem. It could have said, Kerem is not uh, similar to Basar Bechalab. Yabala said, no, Abaye can answer that. The Abaye, the Abaye comes along and says like this, 
When what do you want to do? What's 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 your goal? To bring to that kid and say what? Tomar, what do you want to say? Bimai, what do you want to say as a result of that? What's going to be your conclusion? If you're going to tell me that Kedayakirim has a humrah, and therefore what? Bimai, what do you want to conclude? Tomar, bebasar, bechalav, she'en lokin alav, ela, derech, hana'ato, which means, do you want to come along and uh, tell me that since we see the humrah of so if I'll tell you that the Isur Hana'ah of Basar Bihalab will only be Kedir Khanato Atu Bi Basar Bihalab Akhila Kitibabe. How can you say that? It doesn't say the word Akhila by Basar Bihalab as well. As we learned, it says the word Tivashil. And therefore, what do you want to tell what what's your purpose? What's your goal? Are you trying to tell me that since Kilakirim is Isur Ana'ah, and it has a Humrah, of what? That it's Asur Ba'ana'ah, even Chilo Kederich, Hana'atan. So, and therefore what? Therefore you're going to tell me, but Basar Ba'alab is only Asur Kederich Hana'ah? That's not so. Basar Ba'alab has the same Humrah. Because it doesn't say the word, Akhila, by Basar Ba'alab. And therefore, in a Karameh, Basar Ba'alab in Kedah Kerem, if anything, have that same Humrah. So therefore, Abayeh, can answer up that uh, that question. So the Gemara says, "Ve'idach." Oh, what about the other rabbis? So the Gemara says, "Ve'idach de kamotivla." The rabbis that asked this question against Abaye, Savar lehache kagamar menebela, ma nebela derechana ata afasar bechalav derechanaato. They have a limud from nebela. And what's the Isur of Nevela? Or actually, I should say Terefa. That's what she says. This word Nevela is given as Labdafka. Where did we learn the Isur of Hana'a from Basar Bechalab? We learned it from the Anche Kodesh Tiyuni. Basar Terefa. Basar Basar Terefa. Right? That was the source. And just like Basar Terefa is Asur Bahana'a, so too Basar Bechalab. Now wait, we know that Basar Terefa is only Asur Kederech Hana'a. And therefore, Basar Bahalav is going to be Asur only Derech Hana'a. Oh, so that's, that, that's what they asked on Abaye. What do you mean? So therefore, and you want to tell me what? Uh, it doesn't say Akhilal. That, 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 that's, that's not so. We learn from Terefah. And since we learn from Terefah, uh, which is it's clearly Terefah, that she says. And therefore, what? Just like Terefah is only Asur Kederech Hana'ato, in the normal way, so too Basar Bahalav is only going to be Asur the normal way. And based on that, they asked the question on uh, on, on Abaye. Because Abaye, you came along and said what? That that Kerem is Asur Afilu Shiloke Shilobederich Anato. Oh, and then you came along and what did you tell me? You told me, how do you know that Basar Bechalav is Asur Bachila? You learned it from Terefa. And then you made a Kalvachomer from Allah to teach me Hana'ah. And in that Kalbah Homer you threw in Kedakirim. That was part of the one of the cases. But what do you mean? Kedakirim has a Humrah. Shekin what? Shekin Asura Filu. Shalokedakana. And don't tell me that Basar Bahada has that, because Basar Bahlaf doesn't have that. Because Basar Bahlaf is equal to Terefah, and Terefah is only Kedarik. Hana'ah does. That's what they'll say. So Abayeh comes along and says, ah, 
להאכל לא כתב אכילה בגופו. לומר שלוקין עליו אפילו שלא כדרך הנאתו. He comes along and says yes. Granted, we learned the Isud Achila from Terefa. Basar Bechalav, we learned from Terefa. Basar Basar Terefa. But the Torah was very careful not to use the word Achila by Basar Bechalav. Why? To teach you that even though you're learning the Isud Achila from Terefa, it itself is going to be Asur Afilu Shelo Kederech Hanato. That's why the word Achila was not written by. And therefore, the Abaye holds his ground and says, In the Kedameh, Basar Bechalav has the same Humrah as Kedah Kerem. That is Asur Shalom Kedah Kanata. Good. So that's Abaye's Shita. Abaye holds his ground. Now the Gemara comes along with a, another question. Gemara says, Velifroch, back to the Kalvahome, you can ask a question. Kedem never had a moment that it was permissible. What does this mean? So at this point, we're thinking like this. When does Kedem begin? Not when you put the seeds in the ground. And at this point, the Gibraltar is thinking not even when it takes root. Only when it starts to grow. Now, the moment it starts to grow, already it's considered... Yeah, already it's already Asur. So what do you see? Kedakerim has a Humrah. What's the Humrah? That it's Asur Mithila. How could you learn? And that, that's why I'll tell you it has a deen of Isur Hana'ah. How could you learn from Basar Bechalav that doesn't have Isur Mathala? Because in the beginning it's Basar and Halav it's Mutar. So why didn't the Gemara ask this question? So the Gemara is saying, the fact that it didn't ask this question, we can conclude the following. Because of this, we can conclude that you know what? is not a sur from when it starts to grow. It's a sur even from the seeds, even from the zera, from the inception. Oh, but not from the moment you stick it in the ground. Meaning, once the seeds are in the ground and they take root, that's already when it becomes Isur. And when, it, when do you have Sha'ata Kosher? Sha'ata Kosher you'll have from when you put the seed in the ground until it took root. Which is till now we thought Kilayim doesn't start till it comes out. Well, if you learn it doesn't start till it comes out, it's a sur mitchila. The second it comes out of the ground, it's a sur. Now we're saying no. Kedah kerem is a sur way before it comes out of the ground. Kedah kerem is actually a sur when it's still a zera. But what? But only when it takes root. But that's still when it's a zera. Oh, that means when you stick it in the ground and it's still a zera, before hashrasha, it'll be considered permissible. So therefore, in a we're going to look at Kalea Kerem as mutar, or it has a shat hakosher. When? From the time you put the zera in the ground until hashrasha. So they will say, that's like Basar Bechalav, therefore there's no, uh, no problem. If I tell them shat hakosher, kodem hashrasha. Good. Comes again when it says, Mativ Rav Shema'ya. Rav Shema'ya asked a question on this from Kilayim. Hama'abir Asis. Nakuv 
Bekerim. Okay, Asis Nakuv is a flower pot that has a hole on the bottom. Uh, we're talking about where, let's say, you had a zera already inside the flower pot that grew already. Uh, a, a vegetable, whatever. Then you took the flower pot and you put it on the Kerim. Okay, now we know since the bottom is opened, it's going to draw sustenance from the ground. Okay? So the Gemara says, Hamabir Asis Nakuv Bekerim Im Hosif. Matayim Asur. If in that flower pot, that Asis, by placing it on the ground, if the plant grew a two hundredth, one two hundredth of itself, then already it's going to be Asur. What is this number one two hundredth? I'll explain it to you. For Kilayim to be Batel, you need two hundred against it. Let's say you have Kilea Kerim, it got mixed up into something. The Shi'ud to go against it is not 60, it's 1 to 200. Good. Now you have this plant over here. Okay? Let's say the plant, the plant on its own is Mutar. Let's say it has 199 parts of plant, and now that little Hosafa is now uh, the 200th part. So it's 1 against 199. Asur. You don't have 200 to Mevatel it. However, Hosif Matayim Asur. So the Gemara makes a diuk now. Hosif In. It's only because it added that's going to become Asur. Lo Hosif, Lo. But let's say it did not increase. increase. So therefore, it's not going to be Asur. What do you see over here? That the Zira'im are not Asur. Here it's a Zira'im. It's already Eftash, We're only discussing what? Growth. Only growth. What do you mean? You just told me now that already the Eastwood of Kilayim starts already at the Zira'im, at the Shrashah. If that's the case, the second you put it on the on the ground, it's already become Isur. No, you tell me no. Only when it, they have growth. Without growth, nothing's going to be Isur. What do you mean? I thought it's already Isur from the Zira'im. Question. Kemara says, Amarava. Sarah reconciles. He says, Tre Kira'e Kitive. There's actually two pesukim regarding Kedeh HaKerem. What are they? Ketiv, one pasuk says, Hazera. Now I actually have to know the words before that pasuk. The pasuk says, Pentikdash Hazera. Which is mashma, that from the Zeraim itself, there is Isur. Tikdash is Lashon Isur. Uchtiv, we have another pasuk, Hamle'ah. Where the pasuk says, as if the, as if the pasuk says, Pentikdash Hamle'ah Meaning only when it's full Only when it is Yeah That's the The complete pasuk would be Lot tizaka mecha kil'ayim Pentikdash Hamle'ah Azera 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 So the pasuk seems it's contradicting itself In one part of the pasuk is mashma The isu starts from the zera The other part is mashma starts from the hamle'ah From the from the actual product, from, from from the finished product, exactly. Haketzat, how do you reconcile? So Gemara says, Zarua Meikaro. If already you planted it in the kit kilayim in the kerim from the inception, meaning you dropped the seeds in the kilayim from the beginning, Bashrasha. Then already it's asud from the zera. However, Zarua Uba. But if you let's say planted it like in Hatzitz Nakuv. And then you brought it to the to the field. 
Then hosif in, lo hosif lo. So that's when it says hamle'ah. So if we make a chiluk. But basically, what do you see over here? That we do see that kil'ea kerem has a sha'at kosher. What's the sha'at kosher? The zira'im kodem hashrasha when you place them originally in the field. And therefore you cannot ask a question on Isi bin Yehudas Kalbachomer. Because the Gemara wanted to say you could ask on Isi and say what? Oh, Malakelakerem that never had Shata Kosher. No, they actually did have Shata Kosher. Because it starts from the Zira'im, the Isur. And therefore, the Zira'im had Shat Hakosher before the Hashlashah. Don't bring me a question from the case of Asis. That's different. That's Zarua Uba. That's already planted and it's coming to the field. That has a different. The, that's only Hosifu in Hosifu lo. Okay. Now the Gemara goes on to a new point regarding the Isud of Hana'ah. Amar Rabbi Yaakob. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. Bakol mitrapein. Chutz ma'atseh ashera. If a person needs a healing, he can use anything. Even Isud Hana'ah, it's permissible to use except ashera. What is an Asherah? That's a tree that people worship for Avodah Zarah. They planted it specifically for Avodah Zarah purposes. So the Gemara wants to understand. Hechidame, what's the case? We're talking about where the guy's life is in danger, where the guy's going to die. What do you mean? Even Asherah. Even though you're not allowed to have Hana'ah from Asherah, from the Avodah Zarah, but it's Pekoach Nefesh. And we know the Torah says, Bahai Bahim. Torah says, "Vahai b'ahem v'lo shi'amut b'ahem," and therefore, if it's pikuah, if it's asherah, should be permissible. Now, be'idin ekasakana, and if you tell me that the guy is not in mortal danger, afilu kol isurim shebatorah namelo, and all the other isurah na'ah should also be forbidden. Which means uh, we're not going to be over isur Torah. The Torah says you cannot have hana'ah these things. So for cholesh and bosakana, how can I go against a Torah law that says I cannot have? Hana'ah. So the Gemara is trying to analyze the case. So the Gemara says, Look at the guy is in mortal danger. And that's why I allow him to use all other things that are Isud Hana'ah. Why? Because that overrides all the Isudim Shabbat Torah. But still, Asherah no. Why? Why? Tanya, because we have a Braita. Famous Braita, the name of Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer Omer. This is on the Pasuk of Kiryat Shema. The Torah says you have to serve God with all your heart, with all your soul, means even giving up your life, even giving up your wealth, your money. So the Gemara is the following question. Kemara says, Im ne'emar bechol nafshecha, if the pastor is telling you that you have to serve God, even if it means giving up your life, lama ne'emar bechol me'odecha. Why does it have to tell you bechol me'odecha? Which means, uh, if you're doing bechol nafshecha for your whole, giving up your life, so certainly, for your money, you would have to give up as well. And if it tells me, you have to give up your 
her money for the sake of God. Why does the Pasuk have to say? Uh, meaning the Torah should have, uh, the point of the Torah is whatever is endeared to you. If it's your money that's endeared to you, you have to give up your money. If it's your life that's endeared to you, you have to give up your life. So the Torah should have written one of them. And then automatically the other one I would know from A, Kada Omer. I mean, if I have to give my life up for this item, or the most of it, something that is even more dear to me, if I have to give my life up for my money, mm. or the most of it, I have to give up, I have to give my money up for God. So all the more so, something that's more uh, special, I would have to give up for God. Money is not as hashuv. So therefore, why does have to say both? So the Gemara says, Because it depends who you are. There's some people that they value their life more than their money. So on that person, therefore the Pasuk is telling you what? You have to be willing to give up the most valued uh, 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 asset of a person, which is his life. However, but there's another guy that he values his wealth more than he values his own life. That's what the Pasuk has saying. For that guy, that to him, the money is more important, therefore we're telling you, that you have to be willing to give up your life for that. So therefore, since we have two different type of people, one guy that's nafsho, and one that's mamono, that's habibah, the Torah had to write both. Meaning, what is the Torah telling you? Love your Creator. And be willing to give up the most precious item that is to you. Either it's Bechol Nafshecha, or if it's Bechol Mordecha, each one accordingly. But what do you see over here? That you have to give up your life, Avodazara. Why? Because the Torah is telling you what? Even if you give up your life. And what are we talking about? The person now is going to go and take an Asherah this tree, and start to use it for the Fu'ah. However, he's going to use the Asherah. This is now giving credence to idolatry. It's giving credence to another god. And So therefore, even though pikuach nefesh is doche everything in the Torah, it's not doche avodazarah. And therefore, ta'ashera will not be mutad to use in this case. As a tefuah, correct. Okay, at least that's the shita of Rashi. Comes the Gemara and continues. Ki ata Ravin. When Ravin came from Eretz Israel to Babel, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. He said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, "Bakol mitrapein." You're allowed to use anything for refuah. Chutz me'avodah zara. You cannot You cannot use Like we just mentioned Nor can you use uh, Which means let's say the doctor says The only way you can get to the fu'ah Is to commit adultery To go with eshet ish You cannot cure yourself with that Meaning let's say uh, They come and tell you Go kill your friend Otherwise we're going to kill you so you cannot save yourself by committing shifichut damim. 
So Gemara says, Abu Dazara had Amalan. Okay, Abu Dazara already, we said, that's the case of the, You have to love God, meaning, don't serve other gods, even at the expense of your life. Good. Abu Dazara had Amalan. How do you know that you have to be willing to give up your life? And Shemichut Damim. Betanya, because we have a Braita. Rabbi Omer. Rabbi Tot. Now there's a case in the Torah that talks about a Na'ara Amorasa. That's a lady, a girl, that was halakhically engaged. So she's considered technically married to a certain halakhic extent. Right? And she was Ne'insa. She was raped. So the Torah tells us in that Pasuk. I'm going to read you the whole Pasuk. Since she was a victim, there is no death penalty on the Na'ara. It's like somebody that rises up against his friend and kills him. So too, this is the same. Obviously, the Torah is comparing the rape of a Na'ara Me'urasa to a Murder. So the Gemara says, What is the connection between these two cases? It comes out, which means it's as if that the Torah is coming to say that the Rotseyach case is coming to teach us something about the Naram Urasa, the Nimsa Lamid. And it's going to come out that actually we're going to learn from the Na'aram Orasa case to teach me something about the Rotsayah case. Meaning, we're going to learn the Rotsayah to teach us something about Na'aram Orasa. And when it came to teach, comes out, we ended up learning something to it. How? We make a case between the two cases. How? Just like if one sees the Rapist, that's about to commit the sin. For the to the na'ala ma'urasa, the Torah is going to tell us what you're allowed to save him, save her. How? By killing the guy. How do you know that? Because the Torah uses the language tsa'aka na'ala ma'urasa ha'murasa ve'en moshi yala. Nobody redeemed her, implying that what if somebody could redeem her, redeem her how? Kill, kill the guy before he commits the sin. Oh. So therefore I'll say the same thing That if, uh, if a Rotseah is going to Kill somebody Or kill somebody Another guy can come along and kill him first Before he goes and kills that guy Just like the deen of Na'ara So I'm learning from Na'ara Me'orasa is teaching me a deen of Rotseah Now go the other way and I learn a deen from Rotseah to Naram Orasa. Ma Rotseah Yareg Be'ad Ya'avod Just like Rotseah If somebody tells you to murder somebody Otherwise they're going to kill you The deen is what? Yareg You should die and not transgress If somebody tells you to go commit Gidu Arayot Or your life you have to be willing to give up your life for Gidu Arayot. Now, the only question we have is, how do you know, how do I know that if somebody comes along and tells somebody, either kill this guy or we're going to kill you, how do we know that you have to give up 
You're lied for that. Maybe closer you can. Oh, so we'll see now. The Gemara says, min gufe min alam." How do I know that? Gemara says, "Sivarahu." It's simple logic. What's the logic? Gemara is going to say it. There was a story. A guy came in front of Lava. Amarlei told him, meaning the governor or the Moshel of the city. Amarlei told me, Zil He told me, go kill so and so, Peloni. And if you don't kill this guy, we're going to kill you. So Rava told him, Let them kill you. But don't kill. So the Gemara explains, What do you think? Your blood is redder than his? Maybe his blood is redder than yours. Which is meaning to say, Who's, who's, who says whose life is more precious? Yeah. Meaning like this. After the same Sivara. The Torah comes along and does tell us that what? To preserve human life with Doche all Isurim Shabbat Torah. That's clear. Torah says, Why? Because the Torah wants life to continue to exist. So therefore you could be Doche. Here, however, you're going to be doche and he stood from the Torah, and he wrote tzach, and still somebody's going to die. So you're not saving any life over here. Which means the whole reason of the is what? To preserve life. At the expense of transgressing in Isud. Here you're transgressing the Isud, and still what? You lost life. Oh, so the question is, yeah, but uh, it's his life, not my life. So that the Sevara says, who says your life is better, more important than his life? Who says his blood is less redder, or, yeah, less redder than your uh, blood, your life? So therefore, there's no Sevara to be Mikhail. So that's the source of why, if somebody tells you to kill somebody or your own life, that's how we know, Yareg Yavor. Oh, and once we know that by say how we apply that to Naram or which is Gilu Yarayot. So now we prove that, Abodah Zaram. Person should die before he transgresses them. Comes again and says, "Mol Ravina. He found Ravina. The Shaif la librate. He was anointing his daughter, beguharke de orla, with the small unripened olives." of Orla, of the first three years, <coughs> he got the uh, oil from them, mm-hmm. and he was uh, smearing it on his daughter. Amaleh, so more Paravashir says, yeah. When did the rabbis wave, well, let you be over Isurana'a, when it's Sakana? Shelo bish'ata Sakana, mi amur? Your daughter's not in Sakana. How could you wave any sur from the Torah that says Allah is Isurana? Kamala gives two answers. She has a certain fever that's called Ishtatsimirta. And that is considered life threatening. Therefore, I'm following the rules. Hana'a only in the case of Sakana. Mm-hmm. Some have a different answer. 
you think this is the normal way to be nehene from kilayim? This is not the normal way. Why? Because they were unripened. When is the normal way to use the oil of these uh, olives? After they ripen and you bring it to the press and you crush them and you make the oil. Here they were called guharke. Guharke is they're still small unripened. So therefore there's no isud of kilayim per se. Meaning I'm, as isud, I'm sorry. There's isud orla. I take it back. There is Yisur Orla, but what? It's considered Hana'ah Shelo Kederich. Because I'm not doing it the normal way. Why? Because the normal Derich of Orla is to use the oil when it's uh, ripened. This is not considered ripened yet. Okay. Now the Gemara, two answers. Now the Gemara goes on to a new point. <coughs> Itmar. Hana'ah Habba'a Lo Le'adam Ba'al Korcho. What about a hana'ah, something that's isur, that comes to a person, literally means against his will. Meaning like this. The guy was doing something permissible, that he was allowed to do, and the hana'ah was there, and uh, he, he enjoyed, you know, uh, automatically. So, on this we have a mahlukit. Abaye amar muteret. Abiyya says mutar, he can continue on his way, he doesn't have to abstain. But Amar Asura. Rava says, no, even that's Asur, and therefore he would have to abstain from such a thing. Let's give an example quickly, just to get a scenario. <coughs> Guy's walking somewhere, and in that place there is incense being brought, Tamulazara. So he goes to this place, he's going to smell it. Now smelling is, Hana, Asur. So according to Abaye, he's telling Muteret, I'm, I'm going to walk. I'm allowed to walk. I'm not going there with, with uh, Kabbana necessarily. So therefore, I'm going to walk. Hey, you're going to smell it? That's okay. Ravasta is still in such a case, is going to be a suit. Okay, now the Kibbana is going to analyze the case <coughs> in depth. Now, basically what the Kibbana is going to say is, there are four scenarios. Okay? And we're going to analyze each one of the scenarios to see exactly where the Mahlokat Abayyan Rabbah lies. And Gabbara begins. Efshar <clears throat> If a person is Efshar, meaning he could have bypassed the situation, for example, there was another road for him to take that didn't entail too much going out of his way or too much tirha ifshar and he also had kavana to benefit so he's over for 2 the guy had options to go another way and he still he chose where Abu Dazara was and when he went to Abu Dazara his kavana was to be nene that's one case lo ifshar vekamikavin well, for that matter, if that was the only road. He couldn't take a, another route because it would be too out of the way. Mm-hmm. But what? He's still mechaven in order to enjoy. That's the main point of his mechaven. No argument. Once the guy's got kabbana, we are not finished. There's no shayla. I don't care if he uh, had no choice to go down the road or not. 
So those are clear cases. Lo ifshar velo mechaven. That he has two positives. Lo ifshar, he has no options. It's the only way he can go. And he's not mechaven as well. Tavana'a. Everybody's going to say in that case over there, listen, you don't have to worry about the Hana'ah that came to him automatically. Because you have two Stadim to be Mekel. Now, so where's the argument? The Ifshar, meaning he had other options. He could have went somewhere else. Velo Mechaven. But he did not have Kavanah. So he's one for two. Mm-hmm. But the point is, he didn't have Kavanah. That's the key line. And now we're going to explain it. Now, in order to explain this, we have to review a famous Mahloket that we learned in Masichet Shabbat. And that is the Mahloket between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon by Daval She'en Mitkaven. Rabbi Yehuda held Davar she'en mitkaven Asur And Rabbi Shimon said Davar she'en mitkaven Utar What was the case that they discussed? The chair Or the uh, bed Correct Rabbi Shimon said Gorer Adam Mita Kise Besafsan Ubelvad shelo yechaven Asot haritz As long as you don't have kavanah to make a haritz and so long as it's not going to happen inevitably, even though it might happen, it's okay, because even if it happens, you do not have kavanah. Whereas the Biuda said, even if you do not have kavanah, it is still asur. Now that was said by Shabbat. Now, it's clear from Al-Gemara that this mahlukit of Davar She'imit Kaven, Asur Mutar, also has ramifications by other Isurim besides Shabbat. For example, now we're going to try to Bring an application to the case we're discussing, Isur of Abu Dazara. And the Gibra says, again, we're discussing a case of Ifshar. He had other options, but what? He was no Mechavin. So the Gibra says, Alibad Rabbi Asur, Asur. According to Rabbi everybody will agree in this case as well. Because bottom line, I don't care if he didn't have kavanah. According to the Biyuda, ben mitkaven, ben lo mitkaven is asur. And therefore, this case over here, even though I didn't have kavanah, it's a problem. Just like he says in Masechet Shabbat. Oh, kipedige. When did they argue on that case of ifshar and lo mitkaven? Alibad Rabbi Shimon. According to Rabbi Shimon. De'amar... Davar she'en mitkaven mutar. Good. So the Mishimon holds, like the case of the mitar, when you're dragging it, davar she'en mitkaven mutar. Abaye kirbi shimon. Abaye also kirbi shimon. And therefore we'll say what? Mutar. Why? Bottom line, I went to this place over here. I was uh, not mitkaven to smell the item. Even though I did smell it, not mitkaven. Davash mitkaven. You have to say is muta. Now we have to assume here also it's not a psikneshe, meaning it's not automatically that you're going to smell it. Because if it was automatic, even the bishamon would say asur. Good. So therefore, this case over here went 
wasn't guaranteed he's going to spell it, he smelt it. So what? No problem. Mutar. However, the Rava says no. Even the Bishmah will agree over here by the Abu Dazara case, Asur. Why? The Rava Amar, Ad kan lo kama the Bishmah, Elahecha de lo Efshar. He only said his deen in a case, Hecha de lo Efshar, where there's no choice. Aval Hecha de Efshar, lo. But if you have options, no. Now, what is this talking about? We have to go back to Masechet Shabbat and review the mahlokit on how to learn the Bishim'un. If you remember in Masechet Shabbat, there was two ways of learning the mahlokit. On which type of bench was the Bishim'un talking about? One opinion said, he was talking about big benches, heavy benches, and he was also talking about small benches. Now, even though a small bench technically could lift, you could carry it. Mm-hmm. Still, according to one opinion, no problem. Even though you have an option, meaning to lift a small bench, doesn't matter, you could drag it. Therefore, that's the way Abaye will hold. The tribution on that said, is ben gadol ben katan, meaning even in a place where is ifshar, but so what? Since you're not mitkaven, it's okay. Same case by Abu Dazara. Even though I had an option to go down another block, you went down this one. So what? Mitkaven. Where is Ravaz going to learn that the mahlok that the bishop answered his deen only by a gadol, only by a big bench where it's ifshar? You can't carry it. And therefore, in that case, okay, the management come in. But by a small bench, lift it up, lift it up, it's ifshar. And therefore, in that case over here, it's going to be asur. Same thing by the Amudah Zara case. Since it's ifshar, you could have walked down another block. Uh, the Bishamon was never matir in such a case. So therefore, we narrow down the case of Mahloket between Abaye and Baba. The case is when? Efshar, they don't mechaven. Only aliba, the Rabbi Shimon. Okay? Baruch Adwa Le'olam. Amen, amen.